Hello, Guardians, and welcome to episode number six of the Average Destiny 2 podcast. I'm the show that asks. No, I'm not. I'm the show that asks nothing. Uh, <laughs> I am your host, uh, the Average Destiny 2 player. And if you are new to me or this podcast that I am on, I am an Average Destiny 2 streamer and content creator who has been playing Destiny the video game since the Destiny 1 Alpha on June the 12th, 2014, all them years ago. Uh, in this podcast, as usual, we discuss the latest TWID uh, news, which we have a bit of this week, and any game updates from the world of Destiny 2. Uh, so, thanks very much for tuning in and listening. I hope you enjoy this show. So, as always, we start with some housekeeping. Um, not a lot to go through in housekeeping at the minute. Everybody's probably going, oh, average, but wait, what about the important announcements you want to share with us? Well, I'm afraid you're going to have to listen to me in my dulcet tones throughout the whole show first before I actually reveal those ones to you. Um, or, of course, you could just skip to the end and then, you know, go back a little bit. But, hey, do you? Uh, <laughs> but, no, I appreciate it. Um, but, yeah, as I said, all those announcements or those few announcements will be coming at the end of the show. Um, so, yeah, so we start with the housekeeping. Not a lot of housekeeping to go through, really, this week for the minute. Um, been a bit of a quiet week on Destiny 2 for me. Um, managed to guild my Ghostwriter title, so I now have that times two. Um, and that, to be honest with you, is pretty much all I've been doing. Um, I managed to get the memento, the new memento, um, that makes everything black, which is really cool, let's be honest with you. Um, I managed to get that from the actual um, quest that you had to do. Uh, from the Triumph, so that was cool, but I haven't had one drop since. Uh, no matter how many engrams, eerie engrams, I actually um, cash in with old Space Grandma, she doesn't seem to want to give me anything but enhancement cores. Uh, which, you know, uh, I've got like six stacks of 999 in my vault, so I don't really need any more enhancement cores, but Hey-ho, I suppose it's better to have a load than none at all. Um, and yeah, that really pretty much is it. It's a bit of a quiet time in Destiny 2 right now. I mean, I know obviously you've got the, um, you know, the Festival of Lost going on. Um, so there's a, a bit to do. Um, but I've managed to get most of it done, <clears throat> excuse me, pretty damn quick. So uh, yeah, that is literally all I've been up to. And that, I think, is pretty much it for housekeeping. So, um, today, in today's show, obviously, we go through the latest TWID. Um, we also had a uh, Season 23 weapon update. And we had a little teeny update um, a couple of days ago as well. Um, what I should be doing, though, is I shan't be reading the TWID or the update word for word. What I should be doing this time is I shall be going through and skimming through it and going sort of highlighting the important bits. Um, usual, you know, give my opinions on them. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we, uh, of course, move on to Zer. 
which I'm hoping that there will be some information up for him at some point because so far I've scanned the internet and uh, nothing has actually come up to show what he's selling this week, which is a bit disappointing. But hopefully by the time I reach that, it might actually be out and about there. I know Java's got a video, but obviously I can't really watch a video and report on the video while I'm doing this. So I'm hoping that uh, GameSpot uh, usually come out with quite a handy guide to Zer. So I'm hoping that they'll come out with theirs in the meantime. Uh, Trials obviously is on this weekend. Um, again, not sure what the map is, but we'll uh, have a look and uh, you know announce that towards the end of the show. Anyway, I think I've probably dribbled on enough. Let's uh, let's get this show started, shall we? So we start with This Week in Destiny, and This Week in Destiny for the 26th of the 10th, 2023, is written by Hippie. Thank you very much, Hippie, for uh, writing the twid for us this week. Um, so This Week in Destiny, the team is heads down on Final Shape and other Destiny-related shenanigans, while players continue making Space Grandma proud. Um, I mean, making E. Levante proud during Festival of Lost. Um, Take a quick rundown of what happened in last week. So there was more Festival of Lost fun. There was also some pumpkin uh, carvings galore, uh, some closet cosplay shenanigans. You could become Eris Morn. Who doesn't want to become Eris Morn, let's be honest with you. Uh, Checkmate Rumble, that one's for PvPers there. Uh, and Double Nightfall Rewards um, with extra Vanguard ranks. Um Anyway, let me know um, how you fared with that. If you um, farm nightfalls to get those uh, sweet, sweet uh, exotic, uh, 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 exotic uh, ascendant shards. That's the word I'm looking for. Spit it out. Um, and anything else. Obviously, it was the swarm uh, machine gun, heavy machine gun, that was the uh, nightfall reward for the week. So I hope you got your god roll on that. Um, I already got one a couple of weeks ago. So um, I didn't bother. I also um, reset my rank with uh, Zavala uh, twice already. So, again, didn't really jump in. But if you did, then awesome. Uh, congratulations. And, uh, yeah, hope you got what you wanted. So they go through the topics of this week, uh, which is vaulting from orbit in this economy, a message on Rahul, and a quick chat about ghost mods. Um, prods. Sec PSA. Let's talk about boosting services. Okay. Uh, and Globing Reach is getting more global. So, the main part of this twid is probably the Vault from Orbit. Um, so, uh, a show of hands if you've been that Guardian who has been jamming to some tunes while your friends organised the fire team, only two at the very last minute, just as the raid is about to start. Remember, you left something in your vault and need to drop to the tower. We get it, we do it too. Although you could just use DIM or you could use the Bungie app. You know, there is that. Um, 
but hey, you know, if it's your hand that we see raving around frank frantically, uh, we've got some good news. So starting in season 23, you'll be able to access your vault from orbit. Woohoo! Um, we are hoping that this update will make it easier for all Guardians to update their build ahead of the start of an activity. Again, I think probably most of us will use DIM. Um, and I mean, I I actually use the Destiny app when it works and I find it works just fine. So, but hey, if you ain't got the apps or you ain't got a smartphone, then that update is definitely for you. Um, and I suppose it does, it is helpful for probably the majority of us who do use apps to swap stuff about, you know, I suppose we'll probably find some use for it. But no, that's a good change, Bungie. So GG's on that one there. Uh, the go, 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 the ghost mod. So there's some ghost mod changes coming up. Um, so obviously they've been talking a lot about economy changes over the past several months uh, with some more tweaks on the way. Uh, so a quick chat about ghost mods and where they're at. Uh, so the economy team uh, comes up and gives us some uh, ideas on the ghost mods. So uh, I was assuming this is probably because obviously legendary shards are going away. Um, there's probably not a lot of point in having anything that includes legendary shards anymore. So I suppose it makes sense for them to give it a change. Um, so just a quick rundown of what is changing. So the combo detector, um, one, one from five uh the worm wombo detector two from six the mobility armor is two from three resilience armor is staying the same at 2.2 2.2 two from two recovery armor again is changing two from four strength is two from three intellect is two from four discipline is two from three core harvest is one from four uh, Prism Harvest is free from six. Modularity is free from four, and Prosperity is free. So I'm guessing that that must be. So it was originally one five. It's gone down to now one energy cost. Yeah, so it's gone from six down to two, three down to two. They remain the same. Yeah, so that's the way it goes. I, I must admit, it took me a minute to work that one out. Maths is not my strong point, and I couldn't quite guess what they meant there. It was a bit confusing to me, but actually when I read it, it makes more sense. So basically, the mods are going from quite a high amount down to a lower amount, which is good for most of them. Some of them are only dropping by one, um, but there are quite a few there that are going down quite a bit. Um, so that's good. So that means that we can have some uh, a bit more of a varied range of ghosts uh, of mods in our ghost i mean i don't know about you but i used mostly the xp mod um which is the 12 percent for number six so um looks like that is staying the same um it's a bit it's a bit mm. yeah i'm it looks like it looks like the XP mods are staying the same, but everything's going down in price. Not price, but amount. So you'll be able to find yourself with a ghost mod in every slot, hopefully. Um, 
So that's another good change. Um, I can see the benefits of that one. Because sometimes it's, you know, you have two or three ghosts with different mods on them. So at least it means perhaps maybe sticking to one or only two ghosts where you can swap them around a bit easier and they're not quite as expensive. So yeah, that's a, that's a good change. I like that. So, so far, you know, vaulting from orbit and ghost mods being reduced is a, yeah. Yeah, that's a good change. It's a good economy change. I like that. Let me know what you know in the show. Let me know what you think in the show feedback. Uh, so next, they move on to Master Rahul. So they have a friendly check-in with Rahul. Um, so when they brought up pricing changes in the past, uh, they've seen some mention that it can be frustrating. Rahul doesn't just make change happen when talking to him. Uh, particularly when there's a big stack of enhancement prisms, but the amount of enhancement cores is a little lower than desired. Uh, we talked to the Cryptarch, and he assured us that material fission was indeed possible by the laws of thermodynamics and necessary... Oh, Jesus, big words, Bungie, come on. Uh, so, the long story short is, starting in Season 23, he can now break down one enhancement prism into five enhancement cores for 2,500 2, glimmer three times a week so the materials acquired so for one enhancement prism the cost is now 10 enhancement cores uh, 2500 glimmer and you get three purchases of that per week one ascendant shard is now 10 enhancement prisms 10,000 glimmer which has gone down from 50,000 that's a big change to be fair uh, again three purchases per week uh, one ascendant alloy is 10 enhancement prisms, 100, uh, sorry, 10,000 glimmer, again, three times per week. And five enhancement cores is one enhancement prism and 2,500 glimmer. So that's good. That's another good change. I mean, that's a big, big drop to, you know, one enhancement prism is now 10 enhancement cores and 2,500 glimmer when it was 10,000. And one Ascendant Shard and 10 Enhancement Prisms is now 10,000 down from 50. I mean, that is a big difference. So that's good. So things are not costing quite as much, um, which is good news for the new player. Uh, you know, you've got to think about the new players. Uh, <laughs> uh, somewhere you're listening to this will probably get that one. Um, but yeah, no, that's good. Uh, making things cheaper is always a good thing. Um, so yeah, that's another good change. So three good changes there. Vaulting from orbit. Um, the ghost mods being slightly less expensive. And being able to change more stuff with old Rahul. So yeah, good. Uh, so next they go on to the uh, product security team. Um, which they go on to the carry services and cheating. Um, so yeah basically I think the short long and short of that is they frequently resort to cheats to churn through as many new customers as fast as possible the carry service will then sell account credentials to other bad actors uh, cheat developers will in turn, use packs of stolen accounts to evade bans and enable further cheap development, which is obviously not good. 
Um, so ultimately, servers that offer to skirt the integrity of the game are not likely to be trustworthy with the player's account or personal information. So uh, again, they remind you to protect your account and don't use account recovery or cheat services. Saying that your fingers were not on the keyboard when the cheating occurred will not help you in the appeal. Right, there you go, you've been told. Uh, so the loss of your Bungie account due to bad behaviour by an untrustworthy service is only one small way that you can be burned. So you have been warned, cheaters and carry services. I, I don't personally use them myself. I've never used them either. Um, it's one of those that if I can't get it, I can't get it. Or I at least find myself a good fire team to help me get it. So, yeah. Um, I don't use them myself. Uh, if anybody else has had a bad experience, obviously I'm sorry to hear that. Um, but don't use any of them in the future. I think it's basically the long and short of that. Um, so, all around the world... Uh, they say you better have sung that. So, is that the Oasis? All around the world... Gotta spread the word. Okay, I won't sing again. I promise. I'm really sorry. I've just hurt your ears. Uh, you know, if you've just turned off the podcast, I really don't blame you. Um, but hey, if you've, you're still here, thanks for carrying on listening, even though my singing is awful. Um, so obviously, they note that they have a huge amount of players all over the world. Um, and we know that we want to get the game information in their language. So they will be tra translating the most important at Destiny 2 team and Bungie help tweets on the local Destiny slash X channels, um, which is Destiny Game DE, Destiny Game FR, Destiny Game ES, Destiny Game IT, Destiny Game JP, Destiny Game KR and Destiny Game BR. Uh, to make sure this critical information is not missed, whether the player speaks English or not, so localization takes time. So there may be a delay with these trans transition translations. I got there eventually, as they are often reactive. However, we will be improving the process in the future. So thank you very much for your patience. Um, and next, they go on to the uh, Witch or Treat. Uh, keep those festivals of the lost submissions coming in, which is basically Guardians making them look like uh, other characters in the gaming world. So um, they challenged uh, us to show them how Halloween is done Destiny 2 style. Um, we didn't disappoint, which is good. Um, so here are a few of them here. You've got a Titan that looks like Spider-Man. Yeah, I see it. It's good. Uh, you've got a Blueberry that is dressed as a Blueberry. You've got a Hive. <laughs> I like that one. You've got the hive. Uh, you've got a hive acolyte with the selfie emote. Uh, Rolk, of course. I've seen a lot of Rolks. Uh, really good. Like them all. Um, there is the Scorn. There's a Scorn character. Um, there is also Tanix. He's back again. This time. In Guardian form, which is pretty scary enough, to be fair. And then we move on to some pumpkin carving. Um, there's some pretty good damn pumpkin carvings going on there. Um, I don't carve pumpkins myself. So, yeah, 
some pretty cool pumpkins going on there. Um, some cosplays. And you've got somebody who is cosplaying as Shaq, so that's a really good outfit, to be fair. Um, you've got some more cosplays underneath it. You've got a dog that's dressed as a war beast. He <laughs> looks a bit sorry for himself, bless him. Uh, got an Eris Morn. Got a guy with a Rolk Halloween mask. And that's pretty much that for that. Obviously, if you want to see those pictures, you know where to go. Um, so they've got the player support. Um, so just a reminder that the Festival of Lost concludes at the weekly reset on November 7th. So players should claim any completed objectives and available rewards from their Festival of Lost event card prior to the conclusion of the event. Um, and obviously, if there are unclaimed rewards, they will no longer be able to be claimed once the event ends. So remember that. Then we move on to the known issues. Uh, I have been a uh, victim of this known issue myself. Occasionally, killing Crota when his wipe timer expires will grant loot but won't count as a raid completion. I've had that quite a few times now. So it's good that they know that it is a uh, a common issue um so hopefully that one will get sorted soon um in haunted sectors spawn dialogues for headless ones and summoning circles will sometimes overlap each other um they don't put a mention that amaru can sometimes be a bit annoying but perhaps maybe that's not a known issue perhaps maybe that is just amaru being annoying i'm sorry if you enjoy amaru in the lost sectors but sometimes he's a little bit repetitive um and the Icarus dash aspect is missing part of its description. So it should also include while airborne, rapidly defeating targets with your super or any weapon cures you. So that's an issue. So they are aware of those. You've got some movie of the weeks. Um, so you've got this is Halloween. And then you've also got one what, what 1000 hours looks like in Destiny 2. Uh, so that is the two movies. Then you've got uh, Art of the Week, um, which is which does look pretty good, to be fair. Um, the Art of the Week is Beware That Lurks in the Dark. And then there's another bit of Art in the, uh, art of the Week where it looks like uh, Cade is playing on a game machine in what looks like his kitchen. Funny enough, I'm pretty sure it probably isn't his kitchen, but it does look like his kitchen. So anyway, that is the art. Um, and that, my friends, is pretty much another twid in the books. Um, so Hippie says that she hopes you're enjoying those sweet, sweet Halloween vibes. Don't forget to gift those candies because Festival of the Lost ends on November 7th. It's not too late. Uh, just, your, just your usual reminder to please, for the love of space, Grandma, drink your water, prioritise that self-care, and always lead with your kindest foot forward. See you next time, friends. I should go, Hippie. Thank you very much, Hippie. Appreciate that. Another great twid. Like I say, I was only really skimming through it. Didn't need to read it word for word. Um, so that is the twid complete. What we will do is we will take a short break and we will come back with the weapons season 23 update uh we should be back after these messages
Right, we are back and suitably refreshed. So we move on to the next part of the news, which is the season 23 weapon tuning preview. Um, so it's a deeper look at PVE changes in this one. Um, so when they look at weapon balance in PVE, they look at several things and ask themselves some questions. Now the common ones are, what is the intended role for the weapon? What ammo type does the weapon use? How safe is it to use the weapon? Which is a bit of a weird one to me. Because um, it's not a real weapon. But there we go. Um, how easy is the weapon to use? And how much damage per second? Also known as duper S. Uh, does it do compared to the other options? So as we know. Destiny 2 has got some of the best gunplay. Destiny 1 as well did have to be fair. But. Destiny 2 has some of the best gunplay in a game, full stop. So, usually whenever they make any changes to the weapons, they're usually a pretty decent one, to be fair. So, um, so they take all the questions above, um, and they uh, holistically see if a weapon is potentially over or underperforming in the sandbox within these bounds. Uh, so those questions, of course, assume that they have a solid baseline to compare it to. Uh, so one of the very first things we need to do is look at weapons, which weapons answer the questions above in a satisfactory manner. So they start with auto rifles. Uh, there's a there's a an interesting part in here. I want to put your I want you to put your conspiracy theories in the show feedback channel, um, or you know on Twitter, or perhaps maybe in ask them. Uh, you know, give them, um, excuse me, I do apologise. Um, you know, at the end of the show, when the uh, show is live uh, on uh, Spotify and that, they do, you know, I do ask you to leave a review of the show or, you know, what you think about the show. Perhaps maybe you can, you know, share your opinions on what you think about this one um, on there. Um, so, uh, so they're taking auto rifles. Um so obviously the intended role is mostly focused on ad clear, which we all know uh, auto rifles are good for. Um, now this is the interesting point. They all used primary ammo for now, winky face. So what do we think that could possibly be? Why, what, why would an auto rifle use special or heavy ammo? I guess we'll find out at some point, judging by this winky face. But um, I'd like to know what you guys and girls think. Let me know what you think the uh, what you know what possibly could make the change to use them for special or heavy ammo. Um, I can't imagine anything being heavy for an auto rifle, but hey, maybe Bungie have got something up their sleeve. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, let me know. So um, they are. Um, Moderately safe to use, um, as close to mid-range options. Um, although, for the most part, they're not as safe as scout rifles, hand cannons, or pulse rifles. They're generally safer than sidearms and submachine guns, because you've got to get pretty, you know, up pretty close. Not very close, but, you know, sort of close to get the uh, full effect of a sidearm and a machine gun. Submachine gun, sorry. Uh, they are relatively easy to use, um, and they are less punishing for missing individual shots, uh, with a lower reliance on critical hits than pulse rifles, scout rifle bows, and hand cannons, while being a bit more relevant reliant than SMGs. 
um, but they currently deal about 25% less DPS to minor combatants and SMGs. Since they are safer to use in SMGs, given their extra range, it makes sense for them to deal less damage. However, given they are more reliant on headshots, yes they are, uh, this price seems to be a bit higher in the current sandbox. So yes, that is true. Um, if you run double auto primary, um, he's looking at you for that one, Gator. Um, but then again, I've been guilty of it as well. So uh, they just don't understand how good using a double auto uh, primary is because, you know, easy swap. Anyway, um, moving on. Uh, so given the values, um, they can make edu an educated decision on how to balance auto rifles. Um, that, of course, is the first step in the balance process. Um, and after they make the change, they will play test it to get a better idea of how it feels in game and to make sure we've not missed the mark with our change. Uh, sometimes we realize after play testing that change is not enough and we will take a second pass in the future release to move the weapon closer to the individual target. So the process in part helped to lead our decision in season 23 to increase their damage versus minor combatants by 10%. So those auto rifles will be getting 10% damage buff in season 23, which is good because um, my Rufus's Fury and my lovely Abyss Defiant are um, thankful of that one. Um, by the way, I don't use both at the same time. I will either use my Rufus's Fury or my Abyss Defiant. I'm more of an Abyss Defiant man myself, quite like Scout Rifle or a Pulse Rifle in primary and then a machine. Uh, uh, auto rifle in in uh, in secondary um just in case you're thinking i run double primary auto rifles i don't do that sometimes i do that but most of the time i don't do that <laughs> so um anyway they hope that they provide a useful insight into how we look at balancing weapons for pve and it will help you better understand many of the changes that we are discussing below now if i'd gone through all that it might have probably meant more to you but reading it word for word you're going to probably get bored so um if you do want to read it word for word obviously you know head over to bungie.net and uh, read it yourself um i'm literally here to just give you sort of a, a bit of a lowdown really so they then move on to weapon architects uh so they discovered a couple of weapons that mistimed animation ammunition loading didn't notice myself but um, apparently the Drang and the Zalu's Bane um, are now correctly loading at the correct point in the animation. There you go. Who knew? But there you go. There you have it. Um, then again, there are two, thing, two guns I don't use, so I probably wouldn't notice anyway. Um, as it was discussed above, auto rifles are getting an increased damage against minor red bar combatants by 10%. Uh, pulse rifles. Who doesn't love a good pulse rifle? Peace of mind. Here's looking at you, babes. Um, so the pulse rifle DPS in PvE is comparable to scout rifle damage. Um, but in the new sandbox, they are more closely aligned with hand cannons and auto rifles in terms of range. As such, we have increased their damage against minor and major combatants to move them closer to the other mid-range options. And they will continue to monitor them to see how this changes their effectiveness. So they have increased damage against minor red bar and major orange bar combatants by 12.5%. Glaives. I know a lot of glaive users. Personally, don't really use one myself because I 
don't think they're that great, but um, looks like they might be getting quite good in season 23. Um, so they have increased the projectile speed of the glaze by 30%. They've also increased projectile damage in PvE by 25%, but they've decreased the projectile damage in PvP. So aggressives are now 123, adaptives are now 113, and rapid fires are now 101. Then they move on to the melee, uh, and they've now reduced the delay after firing before you can melee from 0.75 seconds to 0.2 seconds, which was quite good because I don't know if anybody knows, or perhaps maybe this is a little trick you didn't know, but if you actually hold down the block button on a glaive, you actually swing it quicker. So there you go. Uh, every day is a school day. Um, and then shields, they've made a change to shields. So they have made the energy uh, for the shield uh, now recharge passively when the glaive is held at a rate of 1% per second. Because I don't think they actually recharged at all when you held the glaive. I think you actually had to use it for it to uh, recharge. So that's a good change. So they've also set up the base glaive shield damage resistance to be tiered in PvP. So the base glaive shield damage resistant remains at 50%. Uh, but damage resistance against primary ammo weapons and melee attacks has been reduced to 30%. So that's a good thing for PvPers. Because I know they can be a bit of a bane of the crucible because the, the shield on it's pretty damn special. Uh, pretty damn good. Um, sniper rifles. Um, so sniper rifles have finally had an increase in PvE damage with a flat buff of 15%. And this also applies to exotic sniper rifles that use heavy ammo. So perhaps maybe Whisper of the Worm could make a little bit of a comeback. Currently doing the catalyst on that, so perhaps maybe, uh, you know, once I've done the catalyst on that, that might be a bit of a beast. Um, bear that one in mind. So they next move on to exotic weapons. And this is probably my favourite part, because I'm not being funny, but Vex Class for me is my favourite gun of all time. Absolutely love it as a weapon. It should really be probably an auto rifle than uh, a uh, fusion rifle, because it doesn't shoot like a fusion rifle. Um, not normally it doesn't anyway, obviously it does when you, uh, you know, have the um, overcharge. Um, but I think normally it almost shoots like an auto rifle. Um... So even though it received both a range buff and a PvE damage buff this season, they believe it has additional room to grow in PvE and find a unique role. So they have increased the damage versus minor red bars by 10%. Nice. Nice, pretty big buff here for bosses, 25%. Yeah, I'm up for that. Um... Still won't be quite as strong as it was with Particle Deconstruction. Man, Particle Deconstruction was such a good mod. Why can't we have any more mods like that? I mean, seriously, Particle Deconstruction was so much fun for that one season we had it. It was literally, you had to have 1k voices or a Vex Mythoclast. Other than that, other weapons were just useless. But a nice 25% boss damage buff, that's good. But even bigger... A 200% buff when it's in linear fusion rifle mode. So those three shots will be pumping out some big damage um, against champions, which is nice. So I'm all up for those changes. Um, yeah, love them. Um, Revision Zero um, is getting some increased 
uh, damage versus champions by 100%. So uh, a big buff there. Um, I know this one was quite popular. Uh, Fawn will be getting a catalyst to bring its strength up in PvP and change to the base behavior to make it more fun to use in PvE. So there we go. I can see uh, Fawn and some uh, Hunters with Lucky Pants being the uh, absolute bane of the Crucible next season. So uh, good luck, PvPers. Wish you luck with that one. Hope you have fun. Um, so the picking up a remnant, remnant can overflow the magazine up to 40 rounds maximum. So that's a nice big buff you got going on there. Um, 20 range plus 10 stability. And getting kills or picking up a remnant grants additional range, handling, and mobility. So, yeah, nice. Um, I, I, the, the being honest with you, though, um, I probably will try out the old Lucky Pants fawn combo. Probably not in PvE, though, because I'm a PvP scrub and I can't really shoot straight. So, don't have to worry about me um, with that one. But, yeah, looking forward to trying that in Season 23. Uh, class Glaives. Did anybody remember we had Class Glaives? Anybody? No? You know, those Glaives that we had when Witch Queen drops, where it does special stuff depending on what Guardian you're on? No? Not ringing a bell with anybody? You in the back? No. Okay, fair enough. Well, just in case you forgot, there was some Class Glaives that were released with Witch Queen. Um, it was easy to forget about them because they were pretty rubbish, to be fair. So, alongside the Glaive rework mentioned above, we have also done some tuning on the exotic Glaives <laughs> introduced in the Witch Queen. In the Witch Queen, as I said. Uh, so, below are changes for all three Glaives to make using their exotic functionality both more forgiving and more understandable. So... Uh, grant one ammo when you activate the perk, so you can use it even if you're out of ammo. Well, that's good. Uh, no longer passively drains shield energy when your special reload to activate the perk. No longer deactivated by reloading or stowing the weapon. So, the Warlock had Edge of Intent. And Edge of Intent seemed like it was begging for some solar 3.0 interaction instead of the previous generic healing effect. A larger area of effect, AoE, helps it reach more nearby allies too. So that's good. So they've changed the effect of the healing turret projectiles to grant cures and provide restoration. They've increased the AoE radius to 8 meters to benefit more nearby, nearby, nearby allies. And they've increased its magazine size from 4 to 5. So that is the Edge of Intent for the Warlock. The Edge of Action for the Titan. We wanted to make this baby bubble more effective in Engam. Engam. Tanya, one day I'm going to read this all, all these updates on this podcast. And I'm going to get my words out straight away. Um, or perhaps maybe you like it, how I fluff up the lines. Perhaps maybe it's entertaining to you. And if it is, let me know and show feedback and I'll keep it up. Anyway, um, so yeah, so making the baby bubble more effective in in game content. See, I did it again. So it now provides some benefits to weapons just for passing through it, even if you do not remain inside. So now, passing through the baby bubble, now grants you bonus reload speed, handling, and a small amount of stacking bonus damage in addition to the overshield. And it has reduced the health of the bubble from 8,000 to 2,400 to, in 
account for the increased uptime and improve effects. So there's a nerf and a buff there. But then again, I don't think I've ever seen anybody run any of these glaives in any content I've done. So is anybody going to notice? Probably not. Moving swiftly on. Uh, so the Hunter had Edge of Concurrence. Uh, so the glaive changes mentioned above already make this quite solid. Do they? Okay, fair enough. But we felt that the Lightning Seeker presented a fun opportunity for Arc 3.0 interaction. So, oh no. So Lightning Seeker, Lightning Seeker now jolts targets on impact, which is good. And reduce the direct hit damage of Lightning Seeker to account for the free ammo granted. So, just in case you did forget about those uh, craftable glaives in the... Uh, excuse me, I do apologise, in Witch Queen, um, go and perhaps maybe craft one and see in Season 23 if they're any better. Maybe. Possibly. Probably not. But who knows. Anyway, Ostro Striga. Um, <laughs> it's been, quite frankly, far too powerful for the ease of use it provides when it comes to ad clearing PvE. Yeah, but come on. Sometimes we need that. Osteostriga is amazing because it overflows the magazine and it's brilliant. Um, it has more range than other SMGs, does so not require kills, and does not rely on heavy heavily on precision to activate one of the strongest AOEs we've ever had in Destiny. So in addition, the lingering poison damage has benefited from the damage scaler that SMGs get in PvE content, which was intended to buff SMGs direct impact damage. So What's the change to it, you ask? Well, that's a very good question. So they have removed the SMG bonus scaler for the damage that was effective affecting the poison damage. So that brings Osteo, Osteo Striga poison down to match standard necrotic grip poison. Though as an exotic, it will still deal 40% bonus damage against miners. That was hard. Why was that hard? No idea. Uh, anyway, moving on again. Uh, Salvation's Grip is the next one. I don't know if you remember that one. Salvation's Grip is the um, Stasis Grenade Launcher, which again, not seen many people using, but perhaps... No, it's not actually a buff. It's just they've just placed a speed limit on the detonation while damaging Stasis. Words. Words are hard tonight. Sorry, everybody. It's been a long week. Um, so they've placed a speed limit on the detonation when damaging stasis crystals. Uh, this will help prevent the detonation. See, words are hard tonight. The detonation from being able to shatter too many crystals on a single frame, which would sometimes kick the player to orbit with an error code. There you go. Winterbite has got a... Uh, yeah, Winterbite has got a bit of a buff. Um, they didn't want to leave it out of the Glaive improvement. So they have increased the detonation damage of the large projectile by 25%. And the self-damage blast radius has been halved. So the self-damage has been reduced. Now, perhaps maybe Winterbite might, might make a slight comeback as a DPS king. Because I don't know if you remember that... It, um, if you had quite a few people with the uh, winter bite, you could actually one phase a couple of bosses. Um, if you've not seen the video, go to Trud's X profile, um, and he has it on his. 
Um, I was part of that as well, so that was quite uh, quite good fun. Um, so they now move on to perks. So there's a f- some changes in some perks. Um, come on, computer, don't fail me now. Uh, okay, right, just bear with me, everybody. My computer's just gone and thrown a wobbler. Let's close the page where I didn't want it to close. Right, here we go. So perks, right. So danger zone. I've made a small change on how Danger Zone works on rocket launchers. Uh, you can figure it out for yourself when Season 23 drops. Well, there you go. We will do. Thank you very much. Uh, heavy Grip. We've discovered that the Heavy Grip perk was slightly increasing incoming flinch. Uh, that was not intended, so they removed it. Uh, precision Instrument. Uh, the difference between that and Enhanced Precision Instrument was barely noticeable in practice. So we wanted to differentiate the two a bit. Thank you very much. We increased enhanced precision instrument damage bonus at max stacks from 26 to 30. So a small 4% buff there, but yeah, no, it's all good. Kinetic tremors. Um, I have a uh, Randy's throwing knife with kinetic tremors on it. And I think also have a hung jury with kinetic tremors uh, on it as well. So um, they've wanted to make the activation requirements more consistent across archetypes. So we changed the number of hits needed to trigger it on some weapons. So on pulse rifles, reduced it from 12 to 11. Enhanced increases this from 9 to 10. And non-burst sidearms, common common reduced from 12 to 8. Enhanced reduced from 9 to 7. There you go. So in the future, they will have a mid-season 23 patch. Um and a patch that will launch with the final shape. We have a host of new changes for you to try. Some highlights to look forward to are near future bone tuning in PvP, an additional weapon tuning for Checkmate aimed at promoting a better diversity of weapons. And then the far future updates will be Necrochasm will be getting a buff to extended duration of the poison damage over time effect it applies from the Cursed Thrall Explosion. It will also have a new catalyst called One for Thrall, which grants a moderate period of increased damage range and aim assist after you damage three enemies in quick succession. Uh, damaging three more enemies while this perk is active refreshes the timer. Oh, okay. So they're going to include some buffs to Truth, Colony, and Dead Man's Tail, as well as other exotic weapons. And heavy grenade launchers will get a substantial inventory buff. Good, because they could be a viable um, option if you did something with them. So, that is it, everybody. Um, I have now butchered the Season 23 weapon updates for you. So, I hope you kind of got an idea of what was going on there. Um, Obviously, again, if you want to know a bit more information, then head to Bungie.net and head to the Season 23 weapons preview. So now we move on to update 7.2.5.1. Just a quick note before I go through this. I had actually recorded this once, uh, but I let something slip. So I decided to edit my audio and record again. But as I did that, my whole computer decided to freeze and crash on me. So I panicked a little bit and thought that all the recordings I'd done so far tonight had been deleted and gone. And I might have to start all over again. But luckily enough, no, I had saved, so panic over. 
Now I just need to read this update again without letting slip what I let slip in the last one. Anyway, so Destiny Update 7.2.5.1. Activities, Ritual Loop. Uh, they fixed an issue where the proc rate calculation of the number of active cards for Deck of Whispers uh, was incorrect. And they also fixed an issue where the Arc and Void card could trigger effects on other players. Uh, the Embaru engine mission, they fixed an issue where dialogue would not play after solving a navigation puzzle. The aforementioned navigation puzzle can be replayed to hear dialogue missed in the first playthrough. And then they move on to gameplay and investment. So this is where I slipped up last time, but you'll never know because I edited the audio. <laughs> uh, so they fixed an issue where the ship from the Festival of Lost this year um after earning the bookworm free event challenge was not available in collections once it was acquired uh they fixed the lightful campaign checkpoints farm for the spectral pages uh they also fixed an issue where event challenge head will roll heads will roll could only be progressed by defeating headless ones in legend haunted lost sectors and revise the Festival of Lost event card pop-up to note that the event offers a title rather than a seal. And then general, they revised the animation causing flickering on the deck of whispers in the helm on certain platforms. Now, Headless One Legend Lost Sectors. Let me just quickly address this before I move on to uh, Zer. I don't know about everybody else that's listening to this podcast. Again, leave me some feedback. Headless Launch Legend Haunted Lost Sectors, get my words out right, are not worth the investment. And I'll tell you why. Okay. Now people are going to be screaming at me, well, you need to go in with a build, you need to, you know, be a bit more careful and etc. etc. Um you know, easy to say, but not being funny, um it's an event for something that's meant to be fun and they just are not um you die way too often you're lucky if you get probably three or four headless ones there's probably people sitting here going i just need to get good i get nine ten every time well i'm glad you do you know good for you You, you're obviously much better player than me but personally i think they're too hard for an event that's meant to be fun and i don't think they're worth the time and the investment you can actually get more joy and a quicker run at, le- at normal Haunted Lost Sectors and get a good chance for an Eerie Engram anyway, because I don't know about anybody else, but I've been having plenty of Eerie Engrams uh, popping up in um, normal uh, Lost Sectors. And then it is to run a legendary with, you know, a more in- increased drop in the Eerie Engram. So I-, I just, I think that Bungie need to, if they're going to do the same next year, which, let's be honest with you, I hope a lot, I hope they're not. I hope, you know, I bet there's a lot of people sitting there going, no, please, no more Haunted Lost Sectors. But if they do bring the Haunted Lost Sectors back, they need, need, need to make them not as hardcore as they are now. It's a fun event where we're meant to have fun. And Legend Haunted Sectors are not fun. Okay, I understand the argument of, well, you're going in with blueberries, you might not really know what they're doing or just running all guns blazing. That's one of the problems. Yeah, you're probably right, but it shouldn't have to be like that anyway. Sorry, but it just shouldn't. Anyway, 
that's my rant on Haunted Lost Sectors, uh, the legendary ones. I don't think they're worth the time. I think Bungie have missed the mark on that one. I think they need to make them a little bit less painful. Um, you know, great, make them harder. I'm all for that, but they shouldn't be like they are right now. You shouldn't be getting one-shotted and, you know, by certain bosses. and It just ain't fun. Sorry, but you've missed the mark there, Bungie. 110% you've missed the mark with Legendary Lost Sectors. And I beg you, not that anybody's going to listen to me from Bungie, but Bungie, I beg you, please do not make the same mistake if you bring it back next year. Please. Anyway, that is the update. So, I need a drink. Um, I'm going to go and get myself refreshed. And we shall be back with Zer's uh, location and exotics. I might not be able to give you the breakdown on legendary stuff because I haven't been able to find a site that has yet. As I say, GameSpot usually gives me a breakdown, but the last one was seven days ago. So, no point in me giving you what happened seven days ago. So I'm going to try and find that. Uh, I'm going to go for a break. I'll let you have a break and we shall be back right after this. Right, so we go on to where is Zer? Uh... Um, I have managed to actually find um, a site that does have his latest stuff on it. Um, well, most of his latest stuff anyway. So, uh, as we all know, um, Friday is the day that Zer pays us a visit. Um, he does it every Friday, every week. Um so where is he today and what is he offering us the answer to that question is he is in the hangar uh tower hangar up on the uh the stairs everybody knows where he is by now he's been there ages i don't know why they don't just show where he is now to be honest with you it's i think the whole secret mystery thing the fact that he doesn't move around he's in the same place most of the time is you know neither here nor there now anyway so, the exotic armor, we have 23 legendary shard cost. We have the Yang... You're going to love this one, Ash. Young Ahamkara's Spine, with a stat of 67 for the Hunter. The Titan has Peacekeepers, of a stat of 67. Another decent high stat. And the Warlocks have the Eye of Another World. Um, which are the gauntlets at 65. Sorry, the peacekeepers for the Titan are legs and the Ahamkara's spine is arms for the hunter. Uh, then we move on to the exotic weapon and this week he has uh, the Prospector for uh, 23 legendary shards. Uh, he has the random roll of the Hawkmoon, as usual, of course. Uh, the quick draw is the one that's on the random roll for this this week. Uh, legendary weapons, which will cost you 50 shards and uh, I found 1,000 glimmer. I'm sorry, everybody. It really has been a long week. Um, so he's got the Fire Fright Kinetic Auto Rifle, the Seraph, Seventh Seraph Saw, Tongue twister for you. Heavy machine gun, the disparity kinetic pulse rifle, 
the bump in the night heavy rocket launcher, Sojourner's tail shotgun, the seventh Seraph SI2 sidearm, and the Outlast energy pulse rifle. Yes, it is an energy pulse rifle. Yeah. Uh, have we got armor stats? Right. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so it is the Menagerie opulent suits this week. Um, I don't have a breakdown of, or do I have a breakdown of, right, okay, yes, I do have a breakdown, sorry. So, the Titans breakdown is Gauntlet 62, Chest Armor 63, quite high resilience, those two. Um, the Helmet 64, and the uh, Greaves, which is the Leg Armor uh, 67. Then we go on to the Warlocks. Uh, the Scholar Gloves have got a very high 28 resilience. Wow. That is high, but only two uh, recovery. Um, that's a 64. The chest armor is 65. The helmet is 64. And the leg armor is 65. Um, obviously, the mark, the uh, bond, and the cloak are zero, as usual. So, no point in me even, you know, telling you about that. So, we move on to the Hunter Gauntlets of the 65. The chest armor of 63, the helmet of 66, and the leg armor of 64. So, uh, some very uh, high stat uh, armor pieces this week. Last week, I think he was pretty rubbish, to be honest with you. I think it was all fairly rubbishy stats. Um, so, there we have it. Uh, now you know where he's located and what he's selling. Uh, go and pay him a visit. Um, hopefully, he has something in that list that you wanted or have needed for a while. Um, hopefully some of those roles will be interesting to you. Uh, like I say, I haven't got a definitive breakdown like I usually do this week, so I'm sorry if it's a bit rushed. But uh, that is where he is, and that is what he's got. So, now we've done Zer, we now go on to questions for the show, which um, is coming up uh, very, very shortly right after this. So, we now move on to what is sometimes people's favorite part of the show. Um, so, it obviously, um, I answer these from either Discord or X. I've not had any on my X yet. Um, I'm hoping to get some soon, though. Um, if you want to send any questions in, then obviously please feel free to. Uh, you can do this via my own Discord by following me on or by following me on the X platform. Um, details of these are in the show description, but I will also let you know where you can find me at the end of the show. So it's not going to be, I'm going to sort of answer a few questions this for this one. I will explain why, and you will find out why, um, as we wrap the show up, half the questions for the show. Um, I want to save some questions for next week. There is a valid reason for that, which again, I will tell you once we wrap up the show. So let's go and have a dive into the questions. Um, I'm going to do, as I say, I'm probably going to do um, some some sh short, quick ones here. Um, so Hayoka, um, shout out to Hayoka. Um, awesome friend of mine. And congratulations on the um, promotion on the old GDC uh, forum discord, mate, to... Uh, um, not supervisor. Ha, ah, that would be a promotion, wouldn't it? To moderator, to one of the mods. So congratulations, dude. Uh, you fully deserve that. 
Um, absolutely loved your DDT show, by the way. And uh, Nick and I both appreciate the shout out on that one. So, question for AD2P. If you could choose a sound or song that played every time you entered a room or a fire team or respawn, what would it be, mate? <laughs> right, okay. Um, I think... Okay, so every time I enter a room... Um, it had to be something cool, wouldn't it? Um, what would I play every time I enter a room? Oh, man. I, do you know what? I, I looked at this. I thought, oh, that'd be an easy one to answer really quickly. Um, and I am now actually struggling with it. So what sound or song would play every time I entered a room? Um, Ace of Spades would play every time I entered a room uh, or a fire team um, or a re or, or re yeah and a respawn actually yeah Aces if you like to gamble I tell you I'm your man you win some lose some it's all the game to me or the same to me I think it's one of those two but yeah I think that'd be quite cool that's the second time I've sung on the podcast tonight now don't get used to it <laughs> uh, so yeah that would be it uh, so thank you Hayoka uh, so, a, another question. Uh, let's go for... I will get better answer to these questions, I promise. Uh, so, uh, Marissa, Finest Cloud Strider, has asked question for AD2P. You might want to get ready for this one. Okay, what is your favourite destination? So it could be the EDZ, Cosmodrone, Fell Winter's Peak, Siva Corrupted, Tower D2, Helm, Titan, Nessus, Mercury, Mars, D2, uh, Tangled Shore, Dreaming City, Moon, Europa, Eternity, Savathun's Throne World, Derelict, Leviathan, Neptune, Venus, Reef, The Dreadnought, Mars D1, or Tower D1. Um, can I choose two? Um, Tower D1 is one of my favourite destinations uh, over the Helm and Tower D2. And my other favourite destination that I do like going to quite often, um, I mean, you did miss Neomuna off of that one, but to be fair, it's not my favourite destination anyway, so it doesn't really matter. I would probably say Europa. Yeah. Europa is my favourite destination. Um, I love the fact that you can get uh, snowstorms, uh, a bit of a change in the weather. I think that's a really cool effect. You don't get that on any other planet. Um, okay, sometimes you get a little bit of rain on... Did you get any rain on? Yeah, some, I think sometimes you get a little bit of rain on the EDZ, but it's not very often. You definitely got rain on Venus, I remember that. But yeah, um, so yeah, Europa is probably my favourite one. Um, favourite destination in Destiny ever. Um, I just like the whiteness of it and the fact that you can get caught in a snowstorm and stuff like that. So, yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, Live Evil asks, who's my favourite H4H member, excluding Nix and Max, and why is it me? Um, well, it's not you, actually. Actually, no. It, it, no, you, no, I've got no favourite H4H members. You're all just as brilliant as each other. And I love you all. I'm, I can't choose. It's like trying to ask to choose between your favourite child. It's not going to happen. So nice try. But no, Live Evil. It's not 
you, it's not anybody else, you're all my favourites. So there's your cop-out, there's my cop-out answer, and that's why I'm sticking to it. So thank you very much for that. Uh, so, uh, Marissa asked another one. Um, for, uh, question for AD2P. What is your favourite exotic, including armour? Um, well, that's easy. Uh, favourite exotic is the Vex Mythoclast, closely followed by the Outbreak Perfected. Um, and I have favourite armour on all three characters. So, for Warlock, it would be my Necrotic Grips. For the Titan, it would be my Curissa the Falling Star, I think it's called, for the Thunder Crash. And for my Hunter, it would probably have to be... Uh, I can't remember the name of it now. It's the boots that improve your Mobius Quiver. Oh, that's really annoying now. Excuse me while I just go to my Destiny 2 app, because I'm really going to have to... I can't remember what they're called now. Just give me a second. Um, 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 um. Sorry, everybody. I can't remember what they're called now. And as soon as I see them, I'm going to be... Oh, yeah. Orpheus Riggs. There you go. So Hunter has got to be Orpheus Riggs. So there you go. Favourite weapons, favourite armour. Thank you very much for that. Uh, Rolfie. Question for Average Dude. Thank you, dude. Uh, if Bungie gave you free reign to design your own Halloween event, what would it look like? Um, do you know what? I would bring back Sparrow Racing League. That's how I'd make the uh, the uh, Halloween event. I would do Sparrow Racing League and I would do it through haunted um, buildings. Um, much like they decorate the Haunted Lost Sectors, I would decorate the uh, Sparrow Racing League track with that. I think that would look cool. Um, I think everything else in the Halloween event is not too bad. Um, you know, some of the roars are cool, the emotes are cool, some of the ships are cool. You know, so in that in that effect, I wouldn't change them. Um, but I would just bring back Sparrow Racing League because I, I think you could make it a fun event for Halloween. I don't think it would fit anywhere else. Um, I suppose you could do it as the Christmas event, but yeah, I suppose you could do it as the Christmas event, but there you go. So if Bungie gave me free reign, I would bring back Sparrow Racing League and make it all scary. There you go. So thank you very much, Rolfie. Appreciate that question. Let's get a few more here. Um, Panda, Panda has asked some very, very good questions here. Um, I will save some of them for next week. I'm not going to uh, actually answer all of them. Um, I'm definitely going to save the raids and dungeons for next week. Um, abundance issue I'm going to save for next week. Um, what's your favorite non-Destiny hobby activity to do in real life? Um, working? Is that a hobby activity? <laughs> no. Um, I'm quite a big fan of motorsport. Um, I do like to go and watch the car racing when I can, although I've not been in a little while, so I can only really watch it on TV. Um, I just, I do generally like anything to do with cars, really. Um, I've had a few modified cars in my time. 
Um, just actually gone and brought myself another new car. I say another new car. It sounds like I go through them every week, doesn't it? But I've actually gone and brought myself another car, um, a nice uh, automatic uh, Ford Mondeo. Sounds old manish, but it has got 200 brake horsepower. Uh, so, you know, it is turbo. So it should be quite fun. Um, so, yeah, um, anything to do with cars, really, working on cars, playing with cars, not toy cars, obviously. Um, going and watch the racing, stuff like that, whether it be on TV or live. So, yeah, that is my favourite uh, hobby other than Destiny. Um, what else have we got? Panda, I want to answer some more of, your, more of yours, really. Um, but I also want to save some of these for next week because there is a reason, and I'll tell you why shortly. Um, okay, let's go with this one. You have to play Gambit for 12 hours straight. How do you approach your play session? Do you play a different role every few hours? Do you sleep play? Well, I, I mean, 12 hours of Gambit is a lot, especially straight. Um, I would definitely change Guardians. Um... Man, how would I approach that? I guess with a lot of snacks and alcohol, I'd probably say, to be fair. Um, different roles. I don't really play many roles. I just shoot and run and gather moats and die, really. Um, although I probably would invade a fair bit, just so I could get better at it. Um, perhaps maybe do, I don't know, three hours invading, stuff like that. Um then move on to three hours of moat collecting, then three hours of just killing ads, and then three hours wishing my life was over. Because I think probably by the, the sort of the last three hours, you probably wish that your life probably was over, having to play 12 hours of Gambit. So that's how I would approach Gambit if I had to play it for 12 hours straight. Let's hope that time never, ever comes. Ever. Uh, so I will answer one more from Panda and then we'll go out on, um, Peapod's question. So, uh, let's answer this one. It's pretty well known that I'm a void hunter who loves the way Guy Falcons and Repulsor Break work together so well. Yes, I agree. They do. As a Warlock main, which I am, what exotic combo and perk do you gravitate towards? Necrotics with Ostrio are not allowed. Well, I do use Necrotics, but I don't use Ostrio. So I use Necrotics with the Strand uh, melee. Um, that's quite a good combination. Um, but that is not what I gravitate to. Um, it depends what the situation is. Uh, I mean, if I'm just running around doing general stuff, or even, you know, the beginning of raids, something like that, where you don't really have to take on a boss, then, yeah, um, Strand with my... Um, uh narcotic grips um but if i'm raiding or obviously as we all know hunters need a lot of healing um because they are so squishy um i obviously use well um and i use the chest piece phoenix protocol i think it's called um that gives me well energy back um if I'm on my well, I actually have 100 resilience and 100 intellect. So I do get it back quite quickly, which does help quite a lot. So, um, yeah, I'd use that. Um, and then I'd use something that create orbs of light. 
Um, to obviously, again, help the whale get back pretty quick. Um, so, yeah, there you go. That's my two different options. So if I'm not doing anything too pressing, it is narcotic grips with the strand. And if I am doing something end game, it is well with Phoenix. I'm sure it's Phoenix Protocol. Let me just check that because I don't want to get it wrong. Like I probably have already. Um, load, upload. No, Phoenix Protocol. I am right with Phoenix Protocol. Yeah, because I've got a very hefty uh, 22 resilience and 32 intellect on that. So uh, that is a nice combo. I like it. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, thank you very much, Panda, for those questions. Going to save the rest of them for next week. Um, again, uh, I've repeated this many times. You'll find out why soon enough. So, I said I'd go out on P Pod's question. Uh, so, question Do you enjoy the four seasonal events and do you think they will continue when we move to episodes or will we see something new? I do enjoy the four seasonal events. Um, I'd probably rank the Dawning as number one. Um, then probably Solstice as number two. Then I would say Guardian Games as number three. And finally, Halloween is number four. I do enjoy the Halloween, but not as much as I enjoy the others. Um, I'm pretty sure they're the four seasonal events. Uh, please correct me if I am wrong. Um, show feedback. Um, will they continue when we move to episodes? That's a good question. Because, of course, we won't be in seasons anymore. But then again, you can still work the seasonal activities into episodes. So, yes. I think because they do prove fairly popular, and if you're a new player taking part in it for the first time, then it's going to be quite fun to you. So you're probably going to spend a little bit on silver getting some of the cosmetics and stuff. So they probably see it as a little bit of a cash cow. So I think they will still continue to introduce them. Um, they probably won't be known as seasonal events. They'll probably just change it to episode events. Um but yeah, I do think that perhaps maybe uh, when the time comes and they do move to um, uh, episodes, then yes, I think they will keep them. So thank you very much, Peapod. Um, I think that's going to be it for questions. Um, appreciate everybody who sent them in. Um, I want you to send in some very specific ones next week. And I will tell you why very very shortly so after this break we will be back with the closing of the show and the moment you've all been waiting for or maybe not the announcement be back right after this storyblocks audio So, there we have it. This is the end of episode six. Um, crazy to think that we've been going six weeks already, really. Um, but I've enjoyed each and every minute of it. I hope you've enjoyed every each and every minute of it too. Um, it's a little bit rusty in some places, but I think we're improving uh, pretty much across the board. Um, I need to get a bit more into the editing side of things. Um, but yeah, I think um, I'm thoroughly enjoying it and I hope you all are too. So 
This is perhaps maybe the part of the show you've been waiting for. I'll have a couple of announcements for you. Uh, The very first announcement is that episode seven next Friday will feature drum roll, please. Insert drum roll sound here. I will be having my first guest on the show. Yes, first guest. Um, He is a good friend of mine. Um, He is a clan leader. In fact, he is our clan leader. And he also streams on Twitch. Um, He has been playing Destiny for a very long time. Um, Honestly, I can't wait to have an interview with this guy. I think you'll all really want to listen to this show because he's just one genuine, awesome, all-around person. So next week, I shall be interviewing the guy who has been giving me all the tongue twisters and laughing at me as I pronounce the names all wrong, Live Evil, Ash from H4H, Cade's Guardians for Hire. So yes, we have our first guest, which I'm very, very, very much looking forward to, and I hope he is too. Um, I want you to send in as many questions as you can for him. Um, As I say, he's a clan leader, Uh, he's a streamer, Uh, he's just an all-around good guy, and I want you to send in some tongue twisters for him to do. Um, Perhaps maybe some funny names as well, so I can get my own back, basically. Um, But you can get my own back for me, if that makes any sense. So get those questions in. I want as many questions as possible, please. Um, Yeah, so looking forward to that. Um, So that is the first announcement. Um, We will be having future guests as well, um, but obviously I'll reveal them nearer the time. But uh, this guy I've wanted on on my show since even before I started. So, uh, yeah, really looking forward to giving him an interview next week. I hope you all will too. And last but not least is my other announcement. And this one might excite you, might not. Um, But as of... Monday, the 30th of October, which is this Monday coming, I will be back on Twitch and streaming again. Yes, you heard that right. Either you've cheered with joy or moaned with sadness and disbelief. But, you know, either or. Um, Yeah, I am going to come back to streaming uh, as of next Monday. Really looking forward to it. Uh, Missed all the interaction I've had with all you guys and girls. Um, Only going to stream one day a week for the meantime, which is going to be Monday, um, 7.30 to 8 o'clock British time. Um, Just going to ease myself back into it gently. um, But I I honestly can't wait to come back and chat with you all. Um, obviously if I'm playing with some of them, my friends, uh, or some of the people from the clan, I'd love you to send your questions for the team in like we did last time I streamed. Um, that was always great fun for both you and my team. Um, so, you know, if you see us on, get those questions in. So yeah, I, you know, I can't wait to come back. Um, as I say, I'm just going to ease myself back into it. Um, so I would love to see some of you there or all of you there um obviously i shall make a note on x and all the discords when i go live but um yeah i am going to come back to streaming 
and I'm very, very much looking forward to it. So there you go. So those are my two announcements. Um, sorry if you were expecting more, but that really is all I've got for you right now. Um, but anyway, uh, so that is it for episode number six. Um, I really obviously appreciate all the support I've been having, um, you know, since I streamed, since I did the podcast, you know, everything in content creation. I know I'm not the greatest content creator in the world, um, but I, I do it because I enjoy it and I hope everybody else enjoys it as well. Um, so yeah, uh, uh, appreciate and much love to all of you. Um, so anyway, you can find me, the average Desi two player on the X platform at ad two p underscore Twitch, and I'm also the same on Instagram. And as I've just said, I am coming back to streaming next Monday, thirty first, thirty eighth of October. Sorry, not thirty first. And you can find me on Twitch under average D two player. Uh, which I am also the same name on YouTube and TikTok. Um, and I also have my very own Discord server. So please feel free to join. The link is in the show description, um, or I can invite you another way. We have had many new in many new Discord people just recently. So uh, if you fancy signing up to ask some questions or just, you know, be notified when I go live or, or, or just generally have a chat with all the awesome people in there, then uh, shout me up or, or you know, copy the link and, and feel free to join uh, the link is in the show description um, and you can also find all my social links via the link tree um, link which is also in the show description anyway that's a wrap from me for tonight um, thanks ever so much for sticking with me um, hope you enjoyed the show next week is going to be a bit different obviously because as I say we've got our first guest on um, yeah really looking forward to it Anyway, remember, Guardians, uh, you know, while you're doing your thing in Destiny 2, make sure you stay hydrated, you touch grass, and when needed to, look after yourselves. Drink plenty of water. And just be your awesome, awesome selves. Anyway, that's it from me. I'll see you all starside. Take care, everybody. Again, thank you ever so much for listening. Peace out.